Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ohio for Jesus podcast, hosted by the Assemblies of God Ohio Ministry Network. Here at the Ohio Ministry Network, we are committed to developing leaders to multiply disciples of Jesus by the Spirit's power. Each episode of our podcast focuses on an area of ministry that drives us closer to accomplishing this purpose. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's episode. Thanks so much for pulling this all together here. It's an exciting time because we have just brought on a new team member at the Ohio Ministry Network and with SU Ohio and kind of made some shifts. You know, we've had some some transitions in our SU Ohio team. And for those that are listening that may not know, uh, we have a regional campus of Southeastern University here um, in Columbus and uh, serves. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. But uh, we had some leadership transition there, and so we were able to kind of rethink that when the transition occurred about the needs we have. So we have a couple of different educational options, the Ohio Ministry Network, one of those being the regional campus uh, at SCU Ohio, um, but also uh, with the Ohio School of Ministry, which is a non-credit track that satisfies educational requirements for ministerial credentialing and has so many great courses for, for just really anybody that wants to take advantage of a little bit more uh, education, but it's not formal. Um, and so we said, hey, what if we had somebody come in and champion both of those together and see how they might work together and partner together in a unique way? And that's when we uh, came across uh, Dr. Tom Vollmer. And so Dr. Vollmer has joined our team as the director of education overseeing SU Ohio and then also the Ohio School of Ministry, or as we call it, OSAM. And so we're glad to have him uh, joining us on this podcast today. Thanks a lot, Josh. It's great to be part of this team. And uh, I have been in the Assemblies of God all my life and in Ohio Ministry Network all my life, too. Uh, my grandfather actually planted a church in Loveland, Ohio, and that's where I grew up. And I was baptized in the spirit in that church. I was saved in that church. And so I love our tradition, and it's great to be able to be part of this team. And so overseeing both uh, SCU Ohio and Ohio School of Ministry is an exciting time. And um, also, I have really a strong orientation toward higher education myself. Uh, it started practically in my first church that I was pastoring. I had a bachelor's degree in missiology and I realized very quickly that I needed some help when I was pastoring a church when I was about 25 or 26. And that started really a journey toward higher education myself. I received a Master of Arts in Pastoral Theology and then a Master of Divinity and then ultimately, when my family went overseas on a missions assignment, I received a PhD in theology with a New Testament emphasis, as well as I did a master's degree at the Catholic University of Leuven in Belgium uh, related to the Dead Sea Scrolls. So I have a real high view of education and its value for ministry. It's helped inform me a great deal. And so it's really an honor to be a part of this great discussion that we're having in the Ohio Ministry Network of how that we can grow in our knowledge and fire 
and see the spirit really impacting us in these educational efforts. That's wonderful. So what are you excited about now that you're here? What are you excited about with SMU Ohio and some initiatives maybe that are going on with the educational aspects here in Ohio? Yes, yeah, so SMU Ohio has had great growth through the years and it's uh, coming on its fifth year. So we're really excited about what God has done in it. Uh, we have wonderful students. I've gotten to know many of them. And we have students who feel a call to missions, to pastoral ministry, to business. Uh, some of them want to go into counseling, education. And it's really awesome to see how God is shaping up these young leaders. And uh, we're also really excited, too, because now we're able to offer a, the MAML, as we call it, the, the, the Master of Arts in Ministerial Leadership. And that's going to be for people who are already in ministry that might have an undergraduate degree, but also for people in the churches that might have a bachelor's degree and you want to do some additional study. And it's a fantastic program. And so we're really excited about that. On the Ohio School of Ministry side, we're also looking at that in different ways to get materials to people that are considering a call to ministry. And we have incredible faculty that's teaching in the Ohio School of Ministry. But we're looking at different delivery options and maybe some curricular changes. And it's an exciting time to, to be in both of those spaces. That's excellent. I know we are so excited to have you here. And especially Josh is excited Come to on. turn the reins over. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> yes. So I love hearing your enthusiasm already and how excited you are. So you mentioned the MAML program. Why do you think that that's important to have here? You or Pastor John, you participated in that uh, that program. It's something that happens at SEU in Lakeland right now, but why is it important to have it here in Ohio? Well, I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and start there. I love that question. I love where we're headed. Uh, Dr. Tom, it's so awesome to see you here, and uh, we thank you and your wife uh, for saying yes to this mantle of leadership and transition. So I started my own mantle experience with Southeastern in 2019 and I completed it in 2021, and I could just tell anybody uh, at length all the different reasons why I'm so glad I did that. Uh, I was so motivated by it, now I'm going into my doctoral program. But the MAML, um, we're wanting to see Ohio's lead pastors and staff pastors, children, youth, worship leaders, and even our marketplace uh, leaders in our churches have access to this outstanding tool that I know is gonna propel uh, their local ministries, their local effectiveness to that next level. Um, Dr. Tom can tell us more about all the details, but we're, we're hoping and planning now after years of uh, dreaming about it to start it this fall here in Ohio. And I can't wait to see churches and ministries all over Ohio start to benefit from this incredible tool where ministers and leaders can go at their own pace. They're so busy but that's the beauty of the online format. They can do it when they have time and then yet have the benefit of two formats that the MAML brings. And that is number one, the camaraderie of all these great Ohio leaders getting to meet people, hear their stories and, and learning from them. And of course, forming these uh, bonds of friendship that will last for years and years. And then secondly, the instructors. Man, I, I could just go on about all the different insights into scripture that I'd never seen before. Uh, practical tools and the textbooks that really was uh, I don't know which was my favorite but so many great textbooks 
that I've been wanting to read and that, you know, I think people understand it. We're just so busy. Unless we have something like a, a mammal or some other um, outside pressure, sometimes we just don't get around to doing things we want to do. And course after course and project after project uh, really just helped us. And I can't wait for uh, many Ohio leaders to be singing that same song and that's going to happen. You know, that's a really great point. And one of the things about the mammal that I've seen thus far is how it's relevant. You know, when I was doing my Master Divinity, I took so many classes that were like, why am I taking this class? But I've already seen that, you know, the mammal brings some great leadership development courses. It brings great strategic planning courses. And it is incredibly uh, geared toward the local ministry and helping to impact communities. And so that's one of the really exciting things I see is how that pastors and leaders are able to take what they're learning and implement it into their local context. You know what's gonna make this, this mammal a little different? It's interesting, we've had the mammal on the books um, of the courses uh, or the programs that we offer at SU Ohio for, for a long time now. You know, We have a, a few other master's degree programs that we offer through SU Ohio that people can take. You know, so MBAs and masters in theological studies and so on. But what makes the mammal different is what, what Dr. Vollmer just said, is that it's, it's a practical ministry degree it's designed for integration and context, as Pastor John has talked about. But what makes this iteration of the mammal for, for SU Ohio so different um, is, is really two factors. One is that it's cohort-based. So on, on our previous version of this, it's kind of like you're enrolled in it, and you're going to be in a different class every time. You may or may not know people every time. Um, this is not going to be that. It's going to be a cohort-based. There's all kinds of research education that says that or research uh, on education that says that that modality, that, that way of doing it enriches the experience because you, you develop real friendships. You're with the same people through a process. So you, you don't just grow, you grow together. And that's a, a way better experience. Um, and then secondly, uh, one of the things that we're bringing to the table with the mammal, is we're calling value added experiences. These would be exclusive educational opportunities only people in the mammal program. So you'll get an opportunity to have um, course-related material um, uh, that will help you to see it from a different vantage point with world-class communicators and instructors um, that will only be for those people um, who, um, who are participants. And this is one of the advantages of being connected just to an entity like Southeastern University that has a global impact the largest Christian universities and the largest Pentecostal university in the country um, is that we get access um, that maybe would have been tough for us to get, but we can we can gather that because we're connected to the university. So it's it's going to be a really great experience. You know, one of the values I see in it too is is a gift that I'm seeing already in our network, and we had a faculty meeting yesterday for SEU Ohio. But when I'm looking at the faculty that we have for the Ohio School of Ministry and SEO Ohio in Ohio. Sure. These are great leaders who have doctorates and who have practical experience, who have a wealth of experience behind them. And the ability to be able to sit down with some of these great leaders and learn from them, I think is an experience that really all of us want to do. I'm going to actually sit on some of these classes myself because uh, they're just so, these are just fantastic scholars in another own right. And it's a gift that we have in our Assemblies of God churches all around us, these great faculty. That's, I mean, that's absolutely true. There are so many moments 
di uh, the, you know, Dr. Vollmer and I have had this conversation where there are undergraduate and graduate seminaries that could not field the faculties that we are fielding uh, with SU Ohio and with OSOM. And it's, it's just really shocking um, uh, and probably shouldn't be surprising to us, but it, it's really, it's really incredible. That's wonderful. I'm excited for what this is going to mean in the long run. I mean, this is leader development. This is growth that we're going to see years down the line as we see students getting involved in both of these opportunities. And so we're so glad to have you here, Dr. Vollmer, and to have the influence that you will bring as we develop these new programs and processes in our schools. Great, so let's switch the gears if we could for a moment. And let me ask you all a few questions because the three of you are also working on doctoral degrees. And so let me ask you, what, what is the program that you're working on? And one of the questions that people will ask me is, what motivated you, Tom, to do a, a PhD? Why did you do that in the first place? So what is the motivation that you have for that doctoral journey? Well, I can start us out. I just started mine last summer. Actually, I started in summer 2021, and I'm working on a Doctor of Ministry in Strategic Leadership from Liberty University. And the motivation was I, I really wanted to just fill some gaps in my leadership as well as prepare for where we're going as a network. I, I see that I'm excited about and I, where we're going with Ohio for Jesus and what that's going to mean at the end of the 10 years is just a higher level of leadership all around. And I wanted to be ready for that occasion. And so with a degree in strategic leadership where I have the opportunity to really, I mean, that's what we're doing. This is a strategic leadership plan with Ohio for Jesus and I want to do my projects and such, they're all Ohio for Jesus based, and on what do we expect the outcomes to be, and what are some of the things that we're doing well, and where are the things we can improve. I've already seen in some of my projects, I've read through some things and thought, oh yeah, I did that, I did that, and it's like, and that's where I failed. And so it's been really great to already see those things and to be able to just poke holes in things that we're doing and prepare us and strengthen us for where we're going. Yeah, so I'm doing a doctor ministry at Southeastern, and um, uh, the area of my, my research is in Pentecostal practical theology, Pentecostal pastoral theology. How do we, how do we form us as Pentecostals, uh, as leaders? And um, why did I do this? I, I, because I like pain and suffering. I, I'm, no, I'm, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, it, it, for me, um, uh, the, the experience that I had in my master's degree was was like life reorienting um, because it's, it's almost like you go from black and white TV to colored TV. Um, uh, when, you, when you engage at a higher level, uh, you're asking critical questions. Um, and honestly, I, I've often, you know, with folks that have gone into any kind of graduate work, why, did, why should you do this? Well, um, the master's degree is not gonna make you smarter. I think that's sometimes how people frame that is it's gonna make me smarter. You're already smart. That, that's your intelligence is <laughs> that's not what that's not what we're talking about here it teaches a couple of things i think it teaches you how to think um think differently think more critically engage differently ask the right questions um and honestly it <laughs> teaches you to persevere <laughs> uh, because you do have to reorient your life a lot you do have to think through it at a different level you have to work a little harder and dig a little deeper and they're not going to let you off the hook you know these professors are going to going to push you to places you didn't think you could be. And so as I left my master's degree going, man, I'm a different person. I'm not, it's not that I'm 
I've got this degree. I'm actually a different person. And so moving into my my doctorate, it was that sense of now I think I, wa- I think I want to say something. Uh, I, um, I think I want to dig into something. I think I want to um, contribute maybe a little bit to the conversation. I want to go a little bit deeper um, in one specific space, you know. Um, sometimes the, the, the conversation around what's the difference between the degrees, you know. So some people go into an undergraduate program, you know, often I had a friend of mine who said it's, it's like this. It's the undergraduate degree is really, hey, we're going to make you aware of the conversation. Like there are people talking. <laughs> like, and here are these voices that you need to pay, you know. Um, the master's degree says, hey, we're going to make you conversant in the conversation. You know, so you're going to be able to talk intelligently about all the different perspectives and viewpoints. The doctoral degree really is, hey, how, how can you contribute to the conversation? Um, and that's really important, you know, because there, um, you just get exposed to a whole range of thinking. You think of it one-dimensionally, and man, when you get deeper and deeper into this, um, I heard recently described as like the island theory, that basically, you know, you start in a small space, you Man, there's only so much coastline, but that if the island grows, there's a whole lot more coastline. What they were saying was basically the further you get into this, the more you realize, man, I don't know anything. <laughs> you feel like you're going to get more, become more intelligent. And really what you walk out with is, boy, I, ah, oh, gosh, I just don't know anything. I know a decent amount about this, this thing, but, um, but it's the wonder and the thing that God does in you through the process. Um, you become a different person and that, that for me is kind of why I, I kind of got into it. Yeah, that's awesome. I can, number one, echo uh, pieces of what Tara has said and what Josh has said. And also, I affirm you guys, uh, peeking behind the veil of what's involved with the doctoral program. And to anybody who's listening who has labored through that, my hat is off to all of you. Uh, yes, it is, it is challenging, it's for sure, and it's meant to be challenging. I think before I answer the question about me, I, I would like to just pause for a second and say, I know we have some people listening today and you know high school was the last formal education that they had and so two things I'd say there uh, the assemblies of God certainly the Ohio Mystery Network we value education uh, diligent training of all stripes and for some people that does not look like formal education in the graduate studies so thank you whoever you are in Ohio uh, whatever context you're in for applying yourself and there's a whole lot of learning uh, biblical learning life learning uh, that doesn't happen in the classroom and so uh, please do not feel in any way that Ohio's focus on southeastern and higher education is in any way uh, an indictment or a slam on people who have not yet pursued uh, that area we salute all types of learning and we need everybody at every level of learning to help us move this Ohio for Jesus conversation forward for me personally, I would say that's the, the most important part of my decision about the doctoral program. I think like I heard Tara say, uh, my program is called the DSC, the Doctor of Strategic Communication. Uh, it's all online and it's through Regent University. And so my highest aspiration for this effort is um, the Ohio for Jesus strategic plan, uh, just like Tara. Uh, if we're gonna communicate this effectively, I know that that in my own um, skill set and responsibilities, uh, I just cannot do enough uh, preparation and implementation of communicating clearly, and I need help with that. And so that's why I gravitated toward uh, this degree in strategic communication. 
secondly, however, there was the practical part, the title part, I guess you'd say, is we want more and more uh, 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 people who can help us with uh, teaching at all levels here at Southeastern, instructors. And so uh, I wanted to get that degree and I wanted to have a general degree uh, because we have a growing number of ministers who have DMINs. I'm, I'm surrounded by them today and thankful for them as well as PhDs. And so I wanted to get a general degree that maybe could give us a little more flexibility here at Southeastern with some of the courses uh, I could teach there. So that's why the title was important. But the first thing that drew me to it was the opportunity to learn and uh, to, to help the Lord, to allow the Lord uh, to place his uh, gifts in me to a greater degree so I could communicate effectively, hopefully. You know, I've taught over a, a, a decade numerous students in multiple contexts from the young student coming in as a college freshman to adult learners, and uh, they consistently will ask, you know, what, why is education valuable? What does it do? And I think you all hit on it beautifully, is that it helps us to critically evaluate our world in a positive way. And my heart really goes out to pastors and church leaders today because you're under incredible pressure and the pressure of culture and change and adjustment. We're coming out of a pandemic and the isolation that many have felt from that. And just the pressure on ministry is so incredibly intense. And so we're here really for you and to serve you however the best we can, no matter what you're bringing to the table, whether you have, as Pastor John had mentioned, that you're a high school graduate or you have a doctoral degree, we all need to grow, we all want to grow. And one of the big motivations for me to do a doctorate in New Testament really was around a statement that Paul says in Philippians when he says that I may know him, speaking of Jesus, in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. And I absolutely became enthralled with wanting to know everything that I possibly can about God, about the church, about ministry. And so this quest for just to become deep in the scriptures really motivated me deeply. And you know, as you mentioned, Pastor John, that can hit on multiple levels. And what I love about our ministers, and I talk to many of them quite often, and many of you are my friends, is that there is this deep love for God and this deep searching for God, and it takes different pathways. And so we're really glad to, to link these educational uh, products together to be able to serve you the best that we can. So if there's anything that we can do to help you, let us know and we can do that. And so uh, we're really thankful for that. So let me, let me ask this, and this will be the final question that we have. Uh, one of the questions that I get often is, why should we do this? And so what would you say to somebody who might be on the fence about continuing their educational journey? What, what advice would you give them you know, because there is a cost to it, not only in financial resources, but also in time and in family. And what, what would you say to them if they were really thinking about it, but not quite sure? How would you respond to that? Yeah, what I would say, if I could go first here, is um, I want to talk to the person who feels like you're, you already have a lot on your plate. Um, I can still remember that spot on the lawn at Evangel University back in the 80s when I heard some of my fellow classmates uh, that final semester of my senior year talk about going on to get their master's or their graduate studies. And of course, I'm nice, so I applauded them. I thought it was 
awesome, but inside I'm like, I am done. I will never, never go back in the classroom ever again. Get this place. <laughs> I am out of here. Uh, so, you know what, very much, and I'm sure my story is repeated countless times, for me it was seasons. And so right out of um, college into ministry, into marriage, into family. And so it was when our, our baby, our fourth child, uh, moved off to school that I think it just felt like for me this was a season. In hindsight, yeah, there's parts of me that wish I had done it earlier. Um, but uh, you know, I think that's the main thing is the season. But I want to talk to the folks especially who feel already stretched. Um, if, if you're stretched especially by work, or by ministry demands, um, then I, I would highly recommend you give some time to thinking about uh, starting your, your mammal or your graduate studies, especially the mammal that I mentioned earlier. I just, all I can do is speak from experience. It made my work better. It, it got me further, farther, faster down the road in getting some of these work projects tended to finally because I had the excuse this project, this paper, to finally put the hours in and get that work done. And so um, it, it just sounds hard to understand, but in those two years, even as busy as I was at work, by using the mammal as a tool, I made those two years for my work, for my ministry, more effective. And I, I, it's hard to say, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. But it's, it's really the truth. And so I would especially recommend it for those who are already busy. Do not talk yourself out of saying that your busy season at work or ministry is the reason you can't do this. Um, I would like to talk to you personally. I'd be happy to do that uh, about how this could possibly uh, rewrite your script and have you even more thankful uh, and more satisfied with what's going on at work as a result of your graduate studies. Yeah. Um couple of things I'd say um, to someone who's saying, hey, uh, I'm, I'm wrestling with this. What do I do? I think number one is what are your goals? Um, what do you want to what do you want to accomplish with it? Because different degree programs offer different things. Um, and so knowing your goals, um, education, especially as an adult, uh, is all about achieving whatever goal you want to accomplish. And especially the further you go in education, the more narrow it gets. And so knowing your goals is kind of important. Um, uh, I, I echo what Pastor John said, that that whole sense of th there's never going to be a time when you're not busy, right? So if you expect the, f the field to clear up at some point, that's just, that's just not going to happen. W what I would kind of extend that with was when I went through my master's, um, you know, I was pastoring a church, um, and what I didn't anticipate that happened was how much it would integrate. Um, I double-dipped. You know, so sermons and th there, I mean, there were weeks where we were like, hey, we know we really, maybe I'm, I'd be bored in these. You know what we really need? We really need to dig into this idea or this concept or this policy or this initiative or whatever it may thing. And literally the next week I'd have an assignment on that thing um, where I'd be engaging with it and a professor who's an expert in that space to bounce. I literally, I mean, my, my church ultimately saw my master's degree is like a three-year consulting journey for the church. It was not for me. My church got better. My preaching got better. And it wasn't because I had a preaching class. It was because I just, I was maturing as a leader. And um, the, uh, uh, another thing I would say is you need it. 
and it re really is regardless of whether you're doing some kind of formal education thing or whatever it is. I heard Rick Warren say a few years ago, you've only got about two good two years of sermons in you. And after that, you're, kind of, you're just going to start repeating yourself. You're just going to put a different, uh, different logo, a different brand, a different set of slides, a different set of graphics, and you're going to preach the same sermons over and over again. Because to get that next level or to get different or more rich content, you actually have to educate yourself. You have to sharpen your own axe. And so the idea of saying, how can I push myself, regardless of what it is, to where I'm learning more, engaging more, doing more, because we're doing something that's important. Um, you do have to be mindful of your family. So if you got young kids, I started when my kids were young, you got to figure out the family rhythm. you got to figure out the, the life rhythm um, there. Um, but ask somebody. Ask somebody. I think that's probably the thing. Wrestle around with the different programs. Do your research on programs. Ask people who've been through programs because they're going to know uh, what the experience was there. Um, don't let don't let money um, slow you down because there's all kinds of options there. Um, there's all kinds of ways to go about that. Don't let your nose get in the way of the conversation. Um, because you'll find yourself really happy when you've done it. The final thing I'll say, because I could say a lot of things, is if you're a person, because I, I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine who's like, I'm not really like you, Josh. You're like an academic, and you like school, and I'm not really that kind of person. Uh, I don't want to be stuck in stuff that doesn't mean anything to me. The reality is, um, like I said, there are a lot of different kind of programs. And so you may be a person, a pastor out there who's saying, my goodness, I, I'm really more business minded. I would love to do. There are programs right now um, that you can blend ministry with an MBA. There are programs. I mean, so don't let your perception of what you think uh, a degree program to be or you've only got one option. You know, so you're going to do the MDiv, you're going to master's in divinity, or you're going to do some kind of master's in theological studies, and you think, man, I could not think of a, a program that I would like less than that. Well, listen, there's a whole array of options out there. Mammal is not a research degree, you know. Um, it's designed to be a, a practical ministry degree. Um, you're going to do some research, but not to the degree that you would with other programs. So don't let your I'm not an academic stop you. Well, listen, you don't have to be. That's not what it's about. Um, engage a little further. Go a little deeper. I said I was my last thing I was going to say. This, this really is. Uh, <laughs> as I continue to close. Um, no. Um, what I found was um, that with my graduate education as a pastor, I was able to engage people who are professionals in my community differently because um, the doctors, lawyers, engineers, the folks who I, I, I pastored in, a, in a, a well-educated community, and when I leveled that up, all of a sudden I started attracting those folks into the church, but I didn't lose those folks who that wasn't their story, you know, because I've been there too, right? And so um, it opened up me up missionally to a whole group of people that I think I, we just had common ground there. Uh, and so I had scientists rolling through the doors, um, things like that, um, that were different. So it was a different kind of missional engagement as well.
I, I would echo a lot of what has been said already, but um, for me, what, uh, what really has, what I would really say to someone is that just do it. Do it scared, do it <laughs> regardless, because I waited 10 years between my master's and my bachelor, or my master's and my doctoral degree because I was burnt out when I went through my bachelor's and master's, similar to Pastor John. I just kept going and I said, you know what? I don't need anything else to do ministry. I just, I'm just gonna do it. And you, you don't need it, but you will be better for it. And, um, and I don't wanna limit what God can do. So it's, it's kind of what I said when, uh, when I stepped into just obedience with ordination or things like that of just, I don't ever wanna limit God on anything. I wanna be obedient in every area to just whatever I'm able to do to level myself up to the capacity that I can so that there are no limitations on my end. God can do whatever he wants, yes, but I want to be as open and available as I can be. And so um, I, would just, I would just encourage others to do the same, to just be available to what God may want to do in and through you that you haven't even considered. And the connections you're going to make while doing this are people you wouldn't otherwise interact with. From all around, for me, it's been all around the world, the mm -hmm. people that I'm interacting with that are in the same cognate that I'm in that give me perspective I wouldn't normally have, that give me understanding of the gospel that I have westernized, that give me the ability to see the, the way that I'm leading in a different way. And so it's iron sharpening iron in a way that you won't have in a capacity that you won't see in other ways. As we start to close this out, I just want to speak to one particular group that is near and dear to my heart for those of you out there who might be bivocational ministers. And I was a bivocational minister, and in my first church, it was a revitalization. And if you've been through a revitalization, they're tough. We get that. They're really, really difficult. I was working at a financial services, an automotive financial services industry, and it was full-time. And then I had the church, which was basically full-time. And it was really hard to connect with the network. And, you know, I missed more meetings than I was able to make. Occasionally, I could make a sectional meeting, but... Very rarely could I get to network conference. And it was a lonely period, to be quite honest with you. And I felt somewhat isolated. Now, things have improved. I'm really glad for that. One of the motivations for me, and maybe for you, is I found doing a master brought me around other people who were in the same boat. And it became a real collegial experience for me and a life-giving experience for me to where maybe I couldn't connect with my fellow Assemblies of God pastors but through these cohorts, I developed friendships with other pastors in this uh, master's program. And it was really a life-giving experience for me. And so I would say for you that are bivocational and you're like, man, I have no time at all. You know, it, contact us. Let me know. I've been there and I can actually help maybe think about this or this or this. Because it was an invaluable experience to me during my first ministry. Awesome. Well, Tom, I know I want to say on behalf of everybody how thankful we are here in Ohio uh, that all of your experiences um, and your education, your training, your practical experience are now at the disposal of this great Ohio Mission Network family. And uh, we're just seeing confirmation after confirmation uh, about your role here. And uh, I just want to echo what Tom just said about, uh, you know, some of the stretching circumstances we might find ourselves in, uh, even by vocational pastors, for example. So I think we've heard that from everybody here, and it's just so true. Do not talk yourself out of this experience. Um, so, so reach out and talk to somebody. Uh, those people who know me, I'm sure will laugh. Um, I do try to uh, do my best, and I did need some counseling. When I got a B on one of my favorite.
But I, I, I have yet to see behind the veil on what it's like to be an instructor. Um, but I could just tell from the circumstances that many of our I mean, life happens. Life does not stop when we go into our master's <laughs> programs. I could just tell um, that the instructors were incredibly uh, flexible. They're mm -hmm. rooting for their students. Yeah. And many people, based on uh, physical setbacks that they had while they were in class or life circumstances, shifts in ministry and all of that, they were still there at graduation. And uh, our, our instructors uh, will work with each person. They're rooting for you. Yeah. So if you are thinking you're not some straight A student or whatever it might be, uh, do not talk yourself out of it. Uh, they, have, they are incredibly gifted at making sure everybody has the resources they need to make it across that finish line. So uh, I, I'm just so thrilled uh, for all that I've seen so far. And I know I'm going to get to testify with many things that are coming in the future. And we're really just so thankful, Dr. Tom, for being here today. Yeah. And, and to that point, um, Pastor John, you know, there were several moments in my master's and in my doctorate. My life crashes in. So not only is there flexibility in a way in a master's and a doctoral level engagement that isn't always able to be there in an undergraduate context. So as a guy who's taught at the undergraduate level, yeah, we, life happens there too, you know, and you, you flex. But um, more than just the flexibility, um, you have faculty who are for you. And at the moments in life when you need somebody to talk to, it's almost kind of nice because you have this person who's kind of pulled out of your experience. They're ministry, you know, acquainted for sure. They're, they're, they've been in ministry, but you get to talk to these and they pray with you and they're with, they, they check in with you. They care about you. And man, in this, this climate, I can't think of something that's more valuable than having someone who's for you and wants to see you succeed and wants to see you become who God's called you to be. That's why they became professors is what became instructors is because they want to help people become who God's called them to be. Yeah, I, I just want to add one other thing. I would say with my doctoral degree more than with my master's that I've been shocked at how my professors care about my spiritual journey as well and that they want to reiterate that yes, it's exciting what you're doing and this is important, but they want to make sure that you are staying on target. It's not important what you're doing academically. If you and your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with your family is failing. And so I've been really encouraged by that, that they really have been understanding. And if there are things that come up and I've really been able to work my schedule around work and things like that, and it does enhance what you're doing as well. So don't be discouraged by, by time constraints. Um, this is going to enhance what you're doing, not detract from it. Well, thanks so much for being a part of the Ohio for Jesus podcast. This has been a great time of conversation with all of you. Thanks for being here today. I'm so glad that we could have this conversation. And I just encourage you to check out the Ohio School of Ministry website as well as the FEU Ohio websites. We'll have those linked in the bio, the show notes. So make sure to check those out as well. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Ohio for Jesus podcast. Make sure to click subscribe so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes. And remember, Ohio for Jesus. All things are possible.